if you are well into your business and you have a partner or partners and you don't have an operating agreement, it is never too late to actually get an operating agreement. You can have one created after the fact. That's easy peasy lemon squeezy to do. So go out there, find an attorney and get an operating agreement if you don't already have an attorney, which by the way, if you own a business, you should at least have a relationship with an attorney. I'm not saying keep one on retainer, but you should have a relationship with an attorney, a business attorney. BizQuick Podcast hits on the struggles and advantages of being an entrepreneur. It's for anyone who's made the commitment to burn the boats and not look back. Are you a busy entrepreneur or small business owner trying to do it all? Then this podcast is for you. Julie will take you through the details of building a strong business. Hit the subscribe button and gear up for another episode of Biz Quick Podcast. Hello and welcome back to Biz Quick. It is Thursday, January 19th. And today I am here to talk about the advantages of an operating agreement or better said the disadvantages of not having one, which is probably the easier way to explain operating agreements. Again, it's January, the entire month of January. We're talking about business foundation. We've had some really great topics, including core values, laddering up to the mission, SWOT analysis, competitive analysis. And now today we're talking about operating agreements and why you need one. So an operating agreement, it is a legal document, right? It outlines essentially the rules of engagement for business partners when they're going into business together. You can understand why so many people fail to create operating agreements. Think of the start of any relationship. It is the honeymoon phase everybody's happy, everybody's in love, everybody thinks it's never going to end, things are always going to be glorious. When we started SB Pace, we told every business owner that we helped start a business when there was a partnership to make sure they had an operating agreement, yet we didn't have one for ourselves. It always reminds me of the cobbler's son has no shoes. I felt like such a fucking hypocrite telling people to get an operating agreement when we didn't even have one. And honestly, it never occurred to me that we would actually need one. I thought, now we're not going to be those people. We'll never be those people. We're best friends. We love working together. We love all the things. We spend all our time together. We're in agreement on what we're doing with the business. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. (laughs) two and a half years later. Not so much. I've talked about this before. It's not that Corey and I had a bad falling out. We did not. On a personal level, we did. But on a business level, he focused on the restaurant and didn't want to be a part of SP Pace or Certivium or BizQuick or Defeat the Chaos anymore and just kind of left it all to me. So I wish we would have had an operating agreement. It would have made things a lot easier, but we didn't. So both of us, walking on eggshells for a very long time, trying not to piss the other person off to figure out exactly what it was that we wanted to do with the businesses, knowing that they were coming my direction because he didn't want to participate in them. And knowing that I had to figure out how to do it on my own. So an operating agreement, regardless of how much of the honeymoon phase you're in, you need one. 
Just trust me, you need one. It will help you prevent disputes going forward and it gives clear guidance on who is responsible for what will happen if the business wants to, if a partner wants to leave, all those kinds of things. It's very important. So here are some of the clear things that an operating agreement does. So it establishes the ownership structure, right? So is it 50-50 partnership? Is it 51-49? Is it 80-20, 70-30, whatever? It establishes that ownership structure. So it also gives you clear guidelines on what to do with equity investments. So if I put $10,000 into the business and you put $20,000 into the business, What does that mean? How do we handle that? How do we repay equity? How do we take out bonuses? How do we take out equity payments? Those kinds of things, capital investments, all of that is considered in the operating agreement. It outlines the management decision-making process. If a key critical decision has to be made, how do we make it? Who has the authority to make it? Does it have to be complete agreement? Is it a vote? Does it matter? Can one person be in charge of all decision making? All of that gets laid out in an operating agreement and you get to decide. It's not like this operating agreement someone is deciding for you you and your business partner in the honeymoon phase. Figure it out. Do it early. Do it when everybody's happy. And it might cause some dispute. It might cause some cause for concern. People might get a little bit pissed off during the process, but they shouldn't. An operating agreement is created in the best interest of the business, not in the best interest of you, not in the best interest of your partners, in the best interest of the business. So what matters most for the business, that is what the operating agreement is there for to consider the business. So as Corey and I have evolved through this separation, we have an attorney involved. The attorney does not represent me. The attorney does not represent him. The attorney represents the business. The attorney is looking out for the best interest of our employees and our clients. And I love that because our employees and our clients are the two most important things. They're the two most important pieces of the business. I need to make sure that at all costs, we are preserving those relationships, that we are making sure that those people are happy, those entities are preserved. So an operating agreement is for the business. It's to make sure that the business can operate well. Operating agreement also specifies rights and responsibilities. So it really details out for each member what their obligations are, like when it comes to either capital investments, management decision making, any services, any responsibilities they have to the business. That's what an operating agreement lays out. And it helps prevent misunderstandings and disputes. What could be more important than that? Hey, listen, let's go look what's in the operating agreement. Operating agreements don't have to be overly complex. It doesn't have to be 100 pages. I would recommend that an attorney draw it up. Don't go to the internet and grab one. Have an attorney to help you draft an operating agreement. 
it'll be easier, smoother, and they don't have to be complex. You just make it simple. Here's what it needs to include. And the attorney will craft it up, have all the legal language, make sure everybody's protected, make sure the business is protected. And it really will make things much easier for you. There are so many benefits to having an operating agreement. Honestly, if you ever get to the point where you want to sell your business, an operating agreement is going to come in handy. How do you divide up the proceeds once the sale occurs? It's also going to help you understand what to do if you bring in new members. Also should set the tone for legal disputes. You and I have a business together and all of a sudden I become a total asshole and you want to sue me. The operating agreement should cover what can actually happen there. So operating agreements are really important. And I know, trust me, I know honeymoon phase, you think you don't need one. You do. And also know this, if you are well into your business and you have a partner or partners and you don't have an operating agreement, it is never too late to actually get an operating agreement. You can have one created after the fact. That's easy peasy lemon squeezy to do. So go out there, find an attorney and get an operating agreement if you don't already have an attorney, which by the way, If you own a business, you should at least have a relationship with an attorney. I'm not saying keep one on retainer, but you should have a relationship with an attorney, a business attorney. You probably don't need somebody who can litigate. You just need somebody who knows business law and can really help you to navigate because there are a lot of things that come up when you are a business owner. So that's just my really good advice to you is have an attorney and certainly have an operating agreement. And if you are a solopreneur or just an entrepreneur who doesn't have a business partner, if you're ever going to take one on, operating agreement. This is Julie. I am so glad you tuned in today. It has been an absolute pleasure. Have an amazing weekend. And we will talk on Tuesday about exit strategies. 